Good morning. Welcome to another edition of DFS Today. It's everybody's favorite sports ethos. This is your Tuesday, February 1st edition of the opening month of February. I am your host, Santino Cacone. We'll be running down a nice seven-game slate for you. Uh, we have a couple teams on the back end of a back-to-back. A couple teams on the front. We'll pay attention to uh, all of that. But before we get into it, I want to let everybody know that we have a new daily fantasy sports partner here at Sports Ethros, and that is Thrive Fantasy. Prop up on their either their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points at the end of the night win a sheer of the nightly prize money. It is fantastic, uh, and do, do check that out. All right, let's jump on to this slate here. Um, first game on the docket, we have the New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Detroit Pistons. I'm doing this one uh, the night before. Not late, or a bit late, not super early. Don't have many lines, though, unfortunately. Um, we have for the Pistons, Josh Jackson, doubtful. Saban Lee, Isaiah Livers, uh, both out. We see Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olenek, not on the injury report. They should make the returns, probably going to be limited, uh, but they should be out there. But on the other side of the ball, on the Pelicans, they are one of the teams on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, so there is nothing on them at the moment. Uh, but Monday's game did have some people out. We can talk about who was out. Uh, Kyra Lewis, Zion Williamson shouldn't be back. Uh, Lizardo shouldn't be back. Uh, but Brandon Ingram is also out. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on his status. I would expect J-Val, Josh Hart, possibly Devontae Graham also uh, probably going to be on the injury report as questionable and the back end of a back-to-back, uh, so keep an eye out for them. We'll start with this Pelican side because they are the away team, and, yeah, it's very hard to uh, peg them first because we don't know who's exactly going to play on the back end of a back-to-back. They just had one a few days ago, Josh Hart, J-Val, Graham, all these guys, a lot of a lot of these guys missed um, that game. Brandon Ingram's been out. It could have been uh, out for this one because it was the first end of a back-to-back, or he's just out because he's missing games still. Uh, He hasn't played since the 20th of January. So keep an eye out for that. Who's in, who's out. Uh, We'll just assume right now everybody's in. Um, And with that, I do really like Josh Hart. I know he's almost 7K now, 6'8". This is going to be a really solid matchup for him. I think he's going to hit 40 points in this one. Uh, So I I would like them here. Herbert Jones, 5,400. That's a solid price tag for him. Uh, The guy's doing a little bit of everything. And... um, in this matchup against a bad team, he should again play his customary mid to high 30 minute role uh, and do a lot of, of, of extra stuff. Uh, there should be a lot of stocks to go around, a lot of steals to go around for him in this one uh, with the Pistons who turn the ball over. They're not the greatest of basketball teams. And then they're getting two people back that really uh, haven't played at all this year. Grant has missed a month and a half. Olenek missed about a month and a half too. Um, and then he came back for a game or two and, and, and missed, went into protocol. So he's been out for a while. Both those two guys are going to change things around. Uh, 
Uh, JVAL does make sense at 8-3. It's not a super high price. Um, and he has had three straight games um, of over 46 points, not including tonight. Hasn't. It's still about over, but uh, it's not up there yet. But three straight games over 40 points. He should do it again here. Um, but he might not play. And if he doesn't, Hernan Gomez came up big in the starting lineup. Um, for his three, he had 46, 51, and 21 points in three games that he saw 30 minutes or more uh, there. So definitely keep an eye on him if he's in the starting lineup and it's not Jay Val. Uh, Jackson Hayes actually started tonight against Cleveland because who plays huge. Um, so he might be a have in line for some extra minutes too uh, for a guy to take a gamble on at 3,700. Uh, Alvarado, if there's no Graham, if Hart, Jay Val, and everybody misses again, Alexander Walker at 5,200. We know he's going to be the leading shoot uh, shot maker, shot taker in this one. Uh, so he also makes sense, but um Alvarado would make sense if, if Graham's not there too at 4K, but we'll have to see the injury report on who's in, who's out there uh, to, to fully know where we're going. On the other side of the ball, you're playing against a not great Pelican team um, on the back end of a back-to-back, so a lot of things to like here. But we also get Grant and Olenek back. As of right now, there's nothing uh, in terms of a minute restriction or starting lineup. Uh, we don't know who's going to start or what they're going to do, how the rotation's going to shake out. I can't imagine that Grant and Olenek are going to play a ton of minutes. Um Olenek did come back for two games on the 19th and 21st after missing uh, two months, over two months there. And then he played 22 and 19 minutes, did really solid the first game, uh, had a four for four and five game in the next one. Probably similar minutes there, uh, but Grant is back now too, and that's going to shake things up around the rotation. Uh, probably he should start. I don't know how many minutes he's going to actually see, though. I can't imagine him playing 30 in his first game back. Uh, he's been out since December 10th, so... About a month and a half there, a little over. Uh, he's going to bump Sadiq Bay back to the three. And everybody else bumps up a little bit there, too. Not sure how to make it. I would expect Diallo to be coming off the bench. Don't really want to look at him. Um, Frank Jackson at 4K against his former team. That's one guy I'd look at still, even with these guys coming back. Um, Cade Cunningham at 8,100 does make a little bit of sense here. Uh, but I'm kind of nervous just to see what Grant and his usage, how he had in the beginning of the year, does to everybody now that he is back. I'm going to leave Bay alone. I'm going to leave the entire front court alone. I'll take some chances at Cunningham uh, and uh, Frank Jackson at 4K here. But everybody else, um, especially in the front court and on the wing rotation, gonna going to leave that one alone for now. Unless they're playing against all backups, then it's just going to be a fun game to possibly stack. All right, jumping on over to the next game. We have the Washington Wizards taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. No spread again for this one. Um, on the injury report, Brooke Lopez, George Hill, Bradley Beal, all out for this one. Uh, we'll start with the Wizards with Beal out, Kyle Kuzma, and Spencer Dinwiddie squarely become in play. Kuzma's coming off two very big games there anyway, uh, but now it just makes it more evident that he's in play for this one. Um uh, he, when Beal missed time earlier, he went on a, a tier and he becomes the number one out option here. Uh, 7,400 is not a bad price tag. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie under 6K. Now that there's no Beal, a lot more responsibility for him. He gets to handle the bar more. Uh, he doesn't have to play off ball as much with, with Beal out there. So that's a solid price tag for him as well. Uh, Denny Advia. I know the rotations are tight, and there's a lot of people coming back to, especially that three-headed monster in, at center, even though uh, Gafford just got pretty much benched. Uh, so I'm just going to leave the, the center rotation alone. Um, Rui Hachimura really isn't dinging any, doing anything for me. Hero, not really. Uh, but Advia, 
There should be more opportunity for him. Whenever he has the chance, he's, he's been pretty solid. I don't expect a 30-point game from him, um, but he's been sprinkling in minutes in the low teen, uh, 20s to uh, 30 in the last uh, since the, the 19th of this month, uh, bringing back some solid value from 16.5 points in the last game to almost 29 fantasy points against Brooklyn. I think there's uh, some value here to be 25 points with a little bit of upside, maybe to the 30 mark, not too much higher than that, but only 3,800. I will be more than happy to take some shots at him. Uh, Caldwell Pope, another guy. I do think the upside is higher for Advia, so I'll take more chances there, but don't hate him if you fall into that 4,200 range either. Um, On the other side of the ball, I mean, no Bradley Beal. This spread is going to be very big with the Bucs at home as well. Uh, Giannis obviously is in a very good spot. In in the game against Washington that he played, he had 29 points, 18 boards, 5 assists, um, and 4 stocks. So 67 fantasy points. I think he could be well in line for that again. But I don't know how close this game is going to stay. Washington's really fallen off as of late, and now they're not going to have Bradley Beal. Uh, So this could get out of hand quicker. But I I still think Giannis at 12K does make sense just because he's Giannis. And uh, one of the other big priced guys on this slate is questionable for this one. Uh, And we'll get to him later. But his name starts with uh, Nikola Jokic. (laughs) But he's questionable for this one too, and so is James Harden. So uh, Giannis might be all alone up there in that that high, high mark. Outside of him, Drew Holiday. Really like Drew. Uh, going to be a really good matchup as well. He only played one game against Washington, played under 30 minutes, but pr- almost brought back a point per minute here. Um, he's been very solid. Three of the last four games, he has at least 34 fantasy points, and two of those, he's brought back at least 42. I think this is another opportunity uh, to bring back, especially against a Wizards team that's really fallen as of late. Um, Bobby Portis at 6,300 is guy I'm somewhat looking at i know he's been slipping i think this is a matchup that he can take advantage of first time he played against these guys uh in 30 minutes he had 45 fantasy points uh, he had a double double at 13 and 13 and six stocks i don't think the stocks are going to be there again but i can see him easily getting a double double in this one or bringing back a double a double uh in this one playing closer to the 30 minutes he hasn't really done that his minutes have been in the mid 20s in three of the last five games uh but i expect that closer to 30 to 33 minutes here uh, and some solid value there. All right, jumping on to the next game, we have the Miami Heat taking on the Toronto Raptors uh, in Toronto. On the injury report, we don't have one for either of these teams, um, and you guessed it, that's because Miami and Toronto are both on the front end or back ends of a back-to-back. Uh, Miami is playing in Boston. Toronto is playing at Atlanta. And they're both flying back to Toronto. Um, this could possibly be Kyle Lowry's return, uh, but we're not sure. He was out tonight. Butler is out. A lot of people were out for this one. Uh, we'll see see if they're back. So the, the injury report for um, Monday's game for Miami, Butler, Lowry, Yurtsevin, Oladipo, Tucker, uh, Keith, all out. Akpala, all out. Uh, the injury report for Toronto on Monday, Everybody was in, except for Burke, Drogic, um, the, the normal guys. But a couple nights ago, the uh, Raptors went into a three-overtime game, and Nick Nurse played everybody in his starting rotation. Uh, that's pretty much all he played. It was an eight-man rotation, um, but the bench guys, no one really cracked 20 minutes uh, at all. There was a, uh, 
minute minutes or there was a guy in the minutes. Uh, I think Champagne was in the single digits there. So the, he ran all of his starters for over 50 plus minutes a couple nights ago um, on the 29th against this Miami team. And a couple days later, three days later, they're going to be on the back end of a back to back. So definitely keep an eye on that injury report because uh, a lot of people might be resting in that game coming off of what was essentially a game and a half uh, and then another game this night before. So that's something to 100% keep an eye on. Uh, we'll start with Miami. Very hard to make of what's going on here. I would love to play Kyle Lowry uh, going back to Toronto at 6,600 if he's available, uh, but I'm not sure if he is. He hasn't played these guys yet this season. Uh, he was out on Monday for personal reasons. It might just be because he wants to play. Um, he wants to play. I, I know he's been out for a lot of time uh, for personal reasons, but maybe he wants to play in Toronto and maybe he's ready. I don't know. I would love to play him if he is, but not sure on that one. If Butler plays, uh, Butler is definitely in play at 9,200. A high price, but uh, this game went to a triple overtime couple minutes or a couple nights ago, as I mentioned, he played 52 minutes, brought back, <clears throat> sorry, brought back a whopping 82 fantasy points. Um, and the game before that, he he was really good against them as well. Uh, he's averaging a really rock solid 67 fantasy points against these guys. Uh, so it was another game of over 50 fantasy points the first time they played. Uh, Butler would be really, really rock solid play, uh, especially if Lowry doesn't suit up for this one. It's just more responsibility for him. Uh, and Bam Adebayo. I, I don't really want to go to him here. Uh, but if Butler, Lowry, all these guys are out, then yeah, I'll look to him. And then Tyler Hero makes a lot of sense for me as well. Uh, only if those other guys aren't playing either. Uh, then obviously Struss, Cody, uh, not Cody, Caleb Martin, who I like anyway. If P.J. Tucker is out as well, um, I would like him if, if he's out there. But Struss, Vincent, these guys all become in play here um, at their respective price tags if Butler and Lowry are out. Uh, but I'm not sure if both of them are going to miss. And I'm going to lean towards Butler playing, and I really like Butler in this one. Sorry about all that. There's just a lot of shaking through when you have eight, 18 guys and your whole rotation pretty much are um, on the injury report. Plus Toronto. Everybody is – I'm going to – I don't know. I'm going to put them all questionable. Um, Nick Nurse is really just playing a very, very tight rotation, as tight as you possibly can play a rotation. Uh, this is what he's doing. All of these guys, Siakam, Van Vliet, OG, Barnes, Trent – they all played over 50 minutes two night, three nights ago on the on the 29th, like I mentioned, against this Miami Heat team. Uh, and then they're playing on Monday, and now they're playing again here on the back end of a back-to-back. -back. So uh, very, very tough for me to tell you who to go with because I any everybody on this uh, team could be questionable uh, for the back end of a back-to-back, -back, and you might just have a very um, junk pile of teams to pick, pick who you, who you want to play in. But I'll just go and we'll assume for the sake of this segment uh that everybody is playing uh in that if that happens gary trent jr at 5800 is a really rock solid value play uh even though he played 56 minutes against these guys he did still take 28 shots that's a ton of shots in three out of the in the last three games i'm uh, not including the monday game um he has over 20 shots taken 21 22 28 that type of volume on at least 40 fantasy points bringing back but that type of volume under 6k is just insane to me uh so yes if he's going to keep gunning and gunning and 
four straight games of double-digit three-point attempts. Yep, uh, under 6K, love you here. Uh, you will be in many of lineups if, if it continues, especially if it continues Monday. And uh, added bonus, we might have some people out here. Uh, we might have a OG sitting out. We might have a Van Vliet sitting out. Uh, and he was running point guard for a lot of lineups there as well. Um, so we might have these people sitting out, and that just only bumps his value even more. Uh, Siakam, another guy I would look at, but I see Butler right on the other side, and I'd rather just have Butler $200 more. I think the upside is uh, a lot bigger there. So for me, the biggest play here is uh, Trent Jr., assuming he plays and, and other people miss or or not. Um, don't mind OG as well, 7500 but I think the discount that you get at uh, – a 5,800 price tag for Trent Jr. is just too juicy to pass up. And then the rest is if people are missing, like if a Siakam misses, uh, then Boucher becomes very much in play there at 5,200. If Banton's going to start and there's no OG, uh, OG and Van Vliet and stuff, he becomes in play. Same with Wontanabe. Um, All that becomes in play, and then we'll decipher it again if people are out. But right now, I'm assuming everybody's in. Gary Trent Jr. is the one guy I'm, I'm targeting here uh, a lot. All right to the next game of the night. We have the Orlando Magic taking on the Chicago Bulls. We do have a spread here, a 218.5 game total, and the Bulls are a whopping 11-point home favorite. Uh, on the injury report, we have for the Bulls, we know a big one, Lonzo Ball, Alex Crusoe, uh, DJJ, Patrick Williams, uh, Simonovic all out, Javante Green probable, Magic, RJ Hampton is out, and then the usuals, Etwan Moore, Isaac, Faults, MCW, all out for this one. Uh, magic side of the ball, we got um, pretty solid Wendell Carter Jr. I guess you can call it homecoming, going back to the team that just traded him at the last year's deadline. Uh, <clears throat> in three games against the Bulls this year, he's averaging 41 fantasy points, 22 points, nine rebounds. Uh, you could say he really likes this matchup, and I, I agree. And I, I like him in this one too. At, at just 6,200, uh, he's another very solid priced guy in the mid-tier range here um, that I will have some exposure to. I think the matchup is good. Vooch is not a greatest defender. Uh, and Wendell Carter Jr. is pretty much going, they're, they're playing two big lineups, and they're going after the weak spot in the, in the power forward spot at, at that Chicago has right here. Um, Mo Bamba is a guy that I'm interested in, even though uh, he's just really done nothing against Chicago. 5,200, I'm still tantalized by the upside when he gets 25 to 35 minutes here. Um, but in three games against Chicago, he's played a total or an average of 17 minutes, and he's only brought an average of 10 fantasy points. Duds all around. I think he bounces back a little bit in this one, but I prefer Wendell Carter Jr. for $900 more in this if I had to choose between the two. Uh, Friends Wagner at 5600 is a solid play to me as well. Um, he's had three successful games against these guys. Averaging points in the 30s, uh, just like Jalen Suggs. I do prefer Wagner a little bit more. Um, but I think they're both in play at their respective price tags. Again, Wendell Carter Jr., 6 and 500 more than those two guys. If it comes down to it and I have the money, that is my preferred play on this team. Uh, and lastly, Chumo Kiki uh, for a value play, 4,500. Guy's been really just solid lately. Uh, two straight games over 30 points and three of the last four over 32, uh, 32 fantasy points. So, he is coming on. Uh, the minutes always aren't there. Uh, he's playing mid-20s now, and some, sometimes in the 30s. Uh, but he's had success against this team as well. In two games against the Bulls, he's averaging 24 fantasy points in 27 minutes. Uh, I, I expect him to play mid-20s, possibly 30 minutes, 4,500. He's doing it all. 
the the defensive stats are coming. He's making his shots on. He's pitching and rebounding. So uh, very well rounded game for Okiki right now. And I he would be my second favorite play per dollar wise outside of Wendell Carter Jr. on this side. On the other side of the ball, we got Vooch going against his former team uh, that he played for for a while. Three games against these guys, he's averaging 37 fantasy points. Don't really want him here. Uh, 9300 is a big price tag that uh, I'd rather just go if we're going right at that price tag. I just mentioned Jimmy Butler in the last one. I do prefer Butler over him. Um, the guy I, I prefer DeRozan over Vooch, too, here in this game. If I had to pick someone from this game that I'm going for, it would be DeRozan. Uh, he's had some success against this Magic team um, in his all-around game. I, I like it the most here for where he plays. But uh, if we're going per dollar or in that same price range, again, we just passed the guy that I, I prefer more than all of these guys at the same price tag. Um, Javante Green, if he's ready to go, uh, he started in the last one, played 24 minutes, played 23 before that. He, he got hurt, but uh, two of the last three games, over 21 fantasy points. He's a very solid, cheap option. Uh, they need someone to step up and be a solid power forward for these guys or, or wing uh, if they want to put DeRozan at the four. Uh, they need people. A lot of bodies are hurt here. DJJ, Caruso, Ball. Uh, so there's a big opportunity for Green, and they have him listed as probable. And then we twisted his ankle in the last one. And that's that's a good chance to take on. I, I think another 20-point game is incoming. Uh, he could hit 30 minutes in this one and, and have some upside to that as well. Um, and at only 3,600, I will be taking a lot of chances on him, and he's probably my favorite play on the, SWAT, on the squad. Uh, and Io, I prefer over Kobe White. Uh, the kid just playing really well. 11 assists in the last one. I... 5,700 is a little high for me, um, but I just had to mention him as well if you're if you're in that range. I, I do prefer other people around there, though, uh, but the kid's been really solid. Right, next game of the night, we have the Denver Nuggets taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, on the injury report, we have Hankar, Murray, Porter, all out. Then we have Cousins, Jokic, Beverly, Balmero, Kogi, Russell, all questionable. We'll start with the Nuggets, and obviously you have to start with big news here. Uh, Jokic, questionable. That right toe soreness. Um, what to make of that? Who knows? Uh, this is the first game of a back-to-back for the Nuggets. I forgot to mention Orlando's also on the first game of a back-to-back um, there as well. But first game back-to-back, Nuggets. This could be just cautionary uh, and holding Jokic out one of these games, so who knows? Uh, but if he's not playing, that opens up a big hole. If Cousins can go at 3,400 and he draws a start, a lot of people are going to ride Cousins. Uh, we know Cousins can play basketball when he's given the minutes and put up fantasy numbers. Uh, so that would be a very great play to, to, to go there. Uh, but if Jokic's not out, in, or out, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, uh, Monte Morris all become very nice value plays or mid-tier plays there, 5'9", five, 5'8". And five one, uh, very cheap prices for people that are all of a sudden uh, number one, number two, number three options. And I would go in that order. Gordon, actually, I would go Barton, Gordon, Morris in that order, um, and they all become very, very good plays at that mid tier price. If Jokic plays, really not going to touch any of those three guys. Uh, maybe Morris at fifty one hundred, even though all three of them are playing real, real solid. Um, and Jokic does come back into play here uh, in two games against. These guys, he's averaging nearly 64 fantasy points. Uh, not as great as the Jokic standard, but, I mean, 66 is, is no slouch. Sometimes he gets uh, 70. That's just that's just insane, though. But um, I would be looking 
little bit at um, Austin Rivers. He's been playing really solid right now. Uh, he's putting minutes with Bryn Forbes, but got getting back to it. Um, and Zeke Naji is another guy to throw out if Jokic does miss uh, more opportunity for him <clears throat> there. But assuming Jokic plays, Morris, Jokic, mostly for me, a little bit of Rivers. Uh, if he doesn't play, Gordon, Barton, Morris again, and Cousins are the biggest plays here uh, to keep in mind. On the other side of the ball, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Russell, Beverly, uh, those are the two big names to keep an eye on. Uh, we saw McLaughlin start in the last one, saw Noel start before that. Uh, those were both for Russell. And we were seeing McDaniel start for Beverly a lot. Uh, Beasley had a big game in the last one. Uh, all these guys become pretty much irrelevant in this matchup if Russell and Beverly do play. Uh, if Russell and Beverly both miss, Beasley, of those guys that I mentioned, is the guy I'm targeting the most. Going back to the Nuggets, um, in, <clears throat> and he's playing the Nuggets again. Uh, in two games against the Nuggets, he's averaging over 20 fantasy points, uh, and he's under 4K, really solid here. Um, and we know he likes to play against them. So, uh, when he gets the minutes and he gets the shot attempts, he, he has been pretty solid against them. So I, I do like them if those two guys are out. Uh, if they're in again, I am everybody, uh, McDaniels and down, I'm just leaving alone. Um, I would look at Russell if he's 100% and he's ready to play a full complement of minutes. Uh, but we don't know. A, a bruised left shin that could act up at any time. Uh, under 8K, he, he's a solid price, but not 100% sure on that uh, if he can go a full complement of minutes. I don't think Beverly can either, even though that price tag is solid at 4900 Even if he does play, I can't see him playing in the 35-minute range uh, where he would bring back solid value there. Um, Jared Vanderbilt is going against the Nuggets again as well, and he's in play for me at 5,300, solid price tag. We might not have Jokic, so a very big opportunity to gobble up rebounds is there for him. Uh, and that's something to keep an eye on. Towns, if there is no Jokic, 9,800, squarely in play. Uh, if there is Jokic, I'm going to leave him alone. And uh, likewise with Edwards, uh, it, I don't really, I would prefer Towns if I have the money and Russell if not. Uh, but if there is no Jokic, I'm not really going to, uh, this game could get out of, hand, out of hand for the Nuggets. All right, jumping on over to the next game. Uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, last of the, quote, earlier games. Uh, we have the Golden State Warriors taking on the San Antonio Spurs. On the injury report, the Warriors do not have one at the moment. And you guessed it, they are on the back end of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, but on the injury report for Monday, we have... Draymond Green, Otto Porter, James Wiseman, Bielitsa, Iguodala all out. Iggy, Green, Wiseman will be out um, for this one. Otto Porter Jr. was rested, and Bielitsa was out for his a back injury. Uh, those two could be in for this one, I would assume, at least Porter. Uh, Bielitsa, possibly, we don't know yet. But for the Spurs, we just have Zach Collins out, and it's now returning to competition for conditioning. But he is back from that, what is essentially about a two-year injury. Um, and that is it for the Spurs. We'll start with the Warriors. I have to keep an eye on the injury report, though. Uh, while I mentioned that Porter should be back, Bielitz is up in the air. Um, they're also on the back end of a back-to-back. -back, so anybody that played, a Curry, a Thompson, uh, could definitely be out for this one. I would assume Thompson in the back end of a back-to-back. -back. Uh, Curry, possibly. 
and that just opens up a lot for an Andrew Wiggins against the Spurs, a Jordan Poole, an Otto Porter Jr. Uh, those three guys would be very heavily targeting uh, if there's no Curry and Thompson. If there's ju- if there's Curry and no Thompson, I still uh, maybe not as much Wiggins, but Poole, Porter Jr. I like them anyway. Uh, Wiggins I would still like just slightly less, um, but those guys are going to be in play because I can't imagine that uh, both Curry and Thompson are playing, and I don't know if either of them are playing. So those those t- three guys I'm keeping a very keen eye on, and Gary Payton Jr. as well. You can throw him in there. Um, he doesn't play a huge role. I mean, I shouldn't say a huge role. He doesn't play a huge sum of minutes, but when everybody's missing, uh, he becomes very integral to this team, and we know he can rack up the stocks, get some assists. Uh, and then when he's getting the shot attempts, there's the value there, and then only 3,500, I'll take some chances on him as well. On the other side of the ball, uh, everybody missed the last game for the Spurs. Murray, Pirtle, White were all out of the last one for rest, so they should be good to go in this one. They weren't on the injury report. I don't expect anything to pop up. Uh, obviously, you're playing against the Warriors. Defense is really good. Hasn't been as great without Draymond. Uh, might not have Thompson. We might not have Curry. Uh, there's a lot to decipher on this one because we don't know exactly what we're going to see on the other side of the ball. Uh, Murray at 10-1, I think he could put up another 50 points like he did in the first meeting here. I possibly would rather go Butler at $900 uh, cheaper and probably hinting at who my, one of my favorite plays is tonight. Um, but Pirtle at 7-2, I, I don't, I'm, I'm upset that he jumped up so much uh, because I, I really like him in this one. Without Draymond Green, it's harder to go smaller uh, for the Warriors, even though they have to. Their only true center is Looney. Uh, and at 7-2, he's just teetering on the line here. Uh, if he was back at his six sixes or so, I would really like him here. Um, I don't know why he jumped up seven or $800 since the last game, even though he didn't play. Very frustrating to me if he was still in that mid-sixes. Like him here. But uh, he's still I'm still high on him that I, he's teetering on the line. Uh, Derek White is a guy that I will be playing. He had a pretty good run against these guys in the first meeting, 37 fantasy points in 36 minutes. I think a, a duplicate performance could happen here, especially since I, I believe a uh, couple of the big two, that's what I'm calling Thompson and Curry, uh, at least one of those guys is going to miss, possibly both. Uh, opens up a lot for Derek White in this type of environment. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm standing here. Uh, with everybody, with those three guys back, don't really have much room for uh, the rest of the guys who are teetering on there. Uh, Vassal. Still solid. Keldon Johnson's still solid, but uh, I do like other options around those price tags. All right, jumping on to the last game of the night. We have the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, On the injury report, we have Aldridge, Duke, Durant, Harris, Millsap, Ayton, Crowder, Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Saric, uh, Shemet, all out, James Harden as questionable. Ooh, a lot of names out there. I will start with the Nets. Obviously, James. This game starts at 10 p.m., so it's tough. We're not going to probably have news. Um, Harden practiced fully on Monday, but he's officially questionable. So take that as you will. I expect him to play in this one, um, but he still could could miss it. And if he misses it, Kyrie Irving becomes a rock star at 9600. Um, he put up 56 points in the last one, but everything's going to be running through him. Uh, if Harden does play, they kind of will likely cancel each other out. I shouldn't say cancel each other out, but instead of in 70-point 
75 point high upside there. Uh, probably both in the in the 50s or so. Um, where I would say uh, I would lean closer to the flourish, uh, even though there's just two stars instead of three. Uh, but this is a tough matchup against the Suns. I'd prefer it if Kyrie or Harden's out and I can attack Kyrie. Uh, if they both play, probably going to have lesser exposure to them. I still think that 50, 60 points is reasonable, um, very reasonable with the way that they're playing and, and everybody out. But I, I do like some other options on the slate um, <clears throat> in both scenarios or in, in both price ranges. Uh, if Harden does miss, Patty Mills at 5,600 becomes interesting to me. Uh, Nick Claxton is already interesting to me with Aldridge out. It's only a matter of time before his minutes get ramped up back up. He was playing a very important role for a little while, uh, and then he missed two weeks, and then he's only played 17 minutes in the two games he's come back. Um, before that, he was playing minutes in the mid-20s to 30 minutes, and he was bringing back rock-solid value. So I think that could happen again, 4,100. Don't mind taking a chance at that, knowing that Aldridge is already out. Um, and Blake Griffin is really just there when they absolutely need him. Um, outside of that, he, he doesn't really see much floor time. So I do like Claxton here. Edwards should have a big role in this one. So is, so is Cam Thomas if Harden is out. Uh, but I'm not willing to put these guys in my lineup early uh, when the game before the last game before this ends at or tips off at. 8:30 p.m. So I'm not willing to put anybody in the in the lineup early outside of Claxton, uh, but Patty Mills would be an option if if you wanted to take that and and try and put someone else in there um, if Harden does play. On the other side of the ball, we still have no eight in. We still have a lot of people out: Kaminsky, Payne, Crowder, um, Shamet. Biombo's just been playing real solid. I don't know why his price tag dropped. 300 from the last couple games, um, and he's had a 10-11 double-double here. I think 30 points is within reason again against this Nets team. Um, so he he's a solid player. Not huge upside, but he's bringing back double-doubles, playing really well with Paul and Booker in the starting lineup. Uh, so he is in play. Cam Johnson, 5,400. That's a great price. He dropped 400 as well from the last game. He went from 47, uh, had a big 23-point game. Um, actual scoring game, then went up to 5,900. Now he's back to 5,400. There's no Jay Crowder, so he's playing a ton of minutes. Just look at his last four games, and, and before that, 38, 36, 37, 36 minutes. That's a ton of minutes for a guy at only 5,400 uh, in a solid matchup. So, yeah, I will play him. There's not really a backup on the team uh, right now that's healthy that can stretch the floor like him in, at the wing position, um, playing power forward. Bridges play some power forward sometimes. Um, they'll switch off, but uh, I really like uh, Johnson here as well with Biombo. As far as Booker and Paul, I think they're in really good matchups also. Uh, Booker had about 40 fantasy points in, in the first meeting against these guys. Uh, Chris Paul <clears throat> did about the same, exactly 40 points. So, <clears throat> oh, sorry about that. Uh, I think they're both reasonable here, but uh, the, the price tags are too high for me. I'm not going to uh, go there even without Aiden uh, freeing up shots there. Uh, but does it for this episode of DFS today. Uh, before we head on out of here, I will throw my favorite player tiers for you guys and gals. Um, my favorite high price play, and obviously this is depending on the injury report um, because he did not play tonight, and I, I hinted towards really liking him uh, numerous times, but that's going to be Jimmy Butler. Uh, I do expect him to play on this one. I, I think he just missed one of the games of the back-to-back. -back. I don't think 
it was that serious. If he does miss, then ah, so be it. But this game also tips at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so we'll definitely have that news early. And he might be going against a, a few backups on Toronto because they're also on the back end of a back-to-back after also playing that three-overtime game uh, a couple nights ago. But all of their players are actually playing on Monday. So I really like Jimmy Butler in this one. As far as mid-tier plays, I'm going to go. I usually go lower, but there's a guy high priced that, uh, or higher priced in the, in the tier that I, I really like, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, no Bradley Beal. That opens up a lot of things for him. Uh, they're going against Milwaukee, yes, seeing a lot of Giannis, but he should be the focal point of the offense. Uh, I really like him in this one. <clears throat> and I, I like a lot of the mid-tier guys, so I'm going to be hanging my hat a lot on, on the mid-tier um, there as well. But he is one of the, the, the guys that I do like. Uh, and then my favorite... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank there. My favorite uh, value play of the night. And... We'll go in the the mid mid four four K range. I like uh, Okiki, um, very underrated player, only forty five hundred. He's seeing mid mid twenties minutes here. He might see a little bit more because Chicago doesn't have that many big players. Uh, they play a lot of small ball, so I would expect Okiki to play some more power forward. Maybe they'll probably bump Bamba from the starting lineup a lot or from the lineup and, and go smaller there. Uh, play Franz and, and Okiki at the four. Um, Carter Jr. at the five, um, and it could give a blow, and you could seeing minutes in the blowout as well. But 4,500 guys been playing really, really solid basketball, bringing back value each time. So uh, I think that's just a safe play there. All right, that does it for tonight's episode of DFS today. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>